0: i'm happy for our fans i'm happy for our players our coaches worked extremely hard for me as a as a coach i've been a fan my whole life so uh i love the i love the fact that i love watching i had the best uh seat in the house and um it was a lot of fun but i'm proud of the players happy that
1: our fans are here they support us everywhere we go and um really excited to go celebrate with the team
0: what's up you guys coog dude here with another episode of touchdown byu can i just say wow it was hard to fire up the mic for today's show, because I'm still speechless. My lack of words, it must be a symptom of cat scratch fever, because boy, are our Kooks back with a vengeance. Back from when? Well, back from the Kook glory days. Because it's been a while since we've rumbled with the big boys in their own house and come away with a signature win like this. Number six, Wisconsin. The Badgers. Dem Badgers. Kalani Sataki, can I just say, you raised me up. Listen, you guys, after the loss to Cal, I got a few hundred texts and emails asking me when I was going to do the postgame, and if I have to be honest, I'm going to say that I wasn't sure whether the Koog dude was ever going to come out of his cave again. I confess that that loss to Cal, it was my own Apostle Peter moment. With each of Cal's three touchdowns on september 8th i i confess that i denied byu's power as my team i wasn't sure i was ever going to watch the wisconsin game after that devastating loss to the golden bears and when i did the the scales they fell from my eyes and i saw the cougs for who they really are my team they won that game for me and for every other fan for you guys my listeners and I have no doubt that the spirit of Lavelle was again with Kalani on that huge win. To help him, Tanner, Squally, and the rest of our big boys rise up as if on Eagles' wings. I love this team, and, and I love all the fans. And so, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and open up the lines right now so we can talk more Coog positivity. Yep, Coog dude, who's calling? Hey, Coog dude, this is Dan. Hey, Dan, where are you calling from?
2: Hey, I'm, uh, I'm calling from Salt Lake City, Utah. That's where I, I live and, and I work in this area.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, and, we got uh, a couple of a, you guys up there.
2: Yeah, I know. Oh, I know it. Wearing a blue shirt and a sea of red.
0: Oh, you're time. telling me.
2: Well, I'm just noticing. You know, I'm a big kook fan, and I, and I try to pay attention to the Utes a little bit. And, uh, and I guess I kind of have to just based on where I live and a lot of my neighbors. They're flying the red flag, and, I, and I'm flying the blue.
0: You can't escape day. the chatter, man. It's, it's just not possible.
2: Correct. Correct. But I was just saying, like, I've noticed a big shift in energy. Like, the youth fans have completely lost hope in their football program this year. And I think just because after their big loss to Washington University, they just got blown out. They looked like a high school team. They just looked terrible
0: yeah blowout zero offense and you know i i can't say dan that i um gloat in in the failures of my enemies but it's it's hard not to kind of give a little twinkle of a smile when you look at that scorecard from last week and say hey well looks like oh yeah
2: it was great yeah i yeah i feel like they've just like put all their focus towards the jazz and i you know i can't blame them it's much more exciting for them but they i feel like they've lost all hope um it was great, but I think one of the reasons why they didn't play very well is because before the game, I uh, oftentimes I'll do this on bad days. I will go into the bathroom, and I'll just look at myself in the mirror, and I will just, like, chant Cougs to myself for about oh, 30 seconds. yeah. So I know if this is an unorthodox request, but I was wondering if I could lead you in just, like, a kook's chant for around 30 seconds, and then I could just hang up.
0: Dan, well, I'm I'm feeling good. This was a big win, so I don't see why not.
2: Okay, let's do it. I'm setting the timer right now for 30 seconds. Sure. And here we go. Coogs. cooks, Coogs. cooks, Coogs. 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 Coogs.
0: Coogs. 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 Koogs, 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 koogs.
2: Alrighty, there we go. That's the timer going off. That was thirty seconds.
0: Dude, Dan, thanks for calling in, man. I appreciate it, and we hope you keep listening to the show.
2: All right, thanks, Coog, dude. Onward and upward. All right,
0: take care, buddy. We'll see you again later.
2: All right, goodbye.
0: I love that. Oh well, we got another caller. Um, let's go ahead and take this call. Yep, Cougar dude, who's calling?
1: Hi, this is Kenzie from Payson, Utah.
0: Kenzie, I'm
1: just calling. Hi, who's dude? I'm a big Cougar fan, just like you, so we have that in common. But I really, really am just—I just don't like football. I—I I didn't know where to talk about it. It seemed like this was a good place since you have a good fan base, but people just aren't taking. Seriously, how dangerous football is! Like, I'm a graduate student in an SLP program, and all I'm learning about all the time is concussions and how terrible they are. And we watched like a five minute documentary about the NFL and how terrible it's been. I just can't believe that anyone can support something that's doing such harm to people that they supposedly say they love.
0: Kenzie, uh, I don't, I don't mean to be you know a wet blanket or anything, but the the Cougs they play a family sport, and they go out there and they toss the hog ball for everyone. Um, you look at the stands at BYU games, and it's full of kids. And the Cougs, they inspire. Cosmo, he does his dance at halftime for, for the, the families.
1: Kids?
0: Absolutely. You think this
1: is for the kids?
0: Absolutely. Have we, we have kids inspired. Kenzie, we have kids inspired okay. day in and day out by, by the big boys out what? there. Tanner passing it, Squally <laughs> running it to the end zone.
1: Yeah, exactly. messages about, oh, Tanner Mangum is so great. Yeah, Tanner Mangum so great. I was in a Spanish class with Tanner Mangum and he was failing it probably okay, because can, of the concession.
0: I, I know he served honorable full-time in Chile and I don't know if he would need to fail a Spanish class. And so we're just going to talk football. And, and again, the Cougs, they play an inspiring sport and they inspire everyone out there on the field
1: inspiring lots of people call Tanner Mingham in 20 years and see where his okay, brain Kenzie, is Okay Kenzie thanks
0: Thanks for I calling really I know well I know Tanner, Tanner Mingham's yeah. brain for a fact is in all the right places and it's right now I'm beating McNeese State and so um, thanks for again sure. and for we sure look forward to having you listen in on the now. show again yep. Sure yep uh, all right, listeners, well, we're going to switch things up a bit and try something a little new on the show today. We're going to actually make a phone call out. We're going to call out to a friend of the show, Adam, also known as Top Sports Mind, and we're going to get his expert take on a few things we've seen in the first three games. All right.
3: Yeah.
0: Hey, Adam, Coog Dude here. How's it going? Pretty good. Adam, um, I'm just giving you a call here on the program. You've been referred um, before by a friend of mine as the top sports mind. You've got excellent takes just on anything kook football and specifically on, on the refereeing that we see in the games. And so I just wanted to call and um, get your take on things and how you think things have been going so far this season. All righty. So, so um, get three games into it, where do you think we stand in terms of, of our efficiency and in terms of the penalties that we've been racking up as a team?
3: Um. Better on the penalties people think the rest of them are calling a lot of penalties on BOU they do not actually commit. Especially when right for the half against Cal, they made up a penalty to stop BYU yeah. and not have a chance to score. A wide receiver can never cover up a mm-hmm. tight end. The rules stipulate like that. And was receiver downfield took away a forty yard pass.
0: And that was that was killer because you look at the final score and it was it was a difference of three points. Three more points yeah. and, and we could be three and and0 right now in the season. That was killer
3: they complete that pass on a 42-a-cow. Skyler South, and I've seen in practice, make 70-yard field goals. So he would have had a chance from there.
0: Oh, man. 70 yards? Mm -hmm. That's huge.
3: Yeah. So it's likely we would have got three points there, and then the game's tied, be in good overtime, BYU wins.
0: Yeah, anything could have happened. Um, I agree. Unfair play calling, it it can kill a team. And we saw back in that Arizona game, I think it was, what, 96 yards racked up in, in... penalties, and we do that against McNeese State, you know, whatever. I've I've heard them referred to as a nothing burger team. I don't want to go that far. Um, no win is a given, but the penalties, if we rack up penalties the same way we did against Arizona as we do against Washington, I think the Cougs don't stand a chance. What's your take on that?
3: Yeah, if the, the refs call it fair, it'll be close to the end, and BYU might get them. If they call it Washington's way, BYU's got no chance. Probably something like 56 or 10
0: loss. Yeah, and the Cougs are marching into enemy territory, Do you think in the past losing home field advantage in huge games like this has affected the ref's play calling against the Cougs? Yes, it
3: has. In the Wisconsin, BYU blows Wisconsin out if they're not letting Wisconsin's line get away with blatant holding every freaking play.
0: Yeah, it it just kills me watching those those penalties and watching that yellow flag. Yes, I see the yellow flag get thrown, and I hate to sound cynical, but I am gonna assume that it's against the Cougs almost every time, and it's it doesn't seem fair. Yes, um, I've I've heard chatter, you know, about BYU being a dirty team. Do you think refs these days and and opposing fan bases still consider BYU a dirty team?
3: Um, I'd say for the most part, Paul Chris said that Wisconsin never considered that. They never thought the always dirty at all. Uh, most refs do. And I I wasn't in ref for a while, for a few years, so I had a concussion, I had to retire medically. And they talk about it. What teams are the dirty ones? What do we have to call more penalties kind of on?
0: Ah, uh, gotcha. Well, it's it's honestly good to hear that Wisconsin didn't, um, you know, give that label to BYU. Um, and that makes the win, I think, all the more sweeter, yeah. Wisconsin. They obviously have a healthy respect for for Kalani and his boys. And I like seeing that. And, and you know, I pray that, that it can be the same story for the rest of the season. But we can't expect any of that.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. I expect a terribly officiated game tomorrow, even though it's a Division Two team. I still expect a terribly officiated game.
0: Yeah, and, and luckily, you know, I, I think our boys are up for the challenge. And and Adam, before I let you go, I wanted to ask you one more thing. BYU obviously getting killer respect from the AP Top 25. I took a peek at all the other rankings, especially the coaches' ranking, and the Cougs, um, if the coaches had their way, the Cougs wouldn't even have cracked the Top 30. Do you think there's a lack of respect? And if so, why do you think that continues among the coaches around the country towards Kalani and the boys? I
3: think it's mainly most of the coaches out there don't know BYU, don't know, don't watch BYU games anything mm. so not watching it, not knowing it they don't know how the BYU is so they're not going to vote for them and there are three teams in the coaches poll voted in just because they are
0: known by the coaches I hear you and and you know I think a win against the Huskies that would be a game changer yep. and I think it would force a lot of these coaches across the country to rethink the Cougs and to you know start praying that that they don't go against the Cougs in a bowl game at season's end
2: exactly
3: exactly and BYU's got a chance to holiday bowl this year this Pac-12 versus unaffiliated at this point He's got a chance to get into that game, or year six,
0: they can. That's huge. That would be huge, you know, to see to see a Cougar team go against, you know, Stanford. Maybe even get a rematch against Washington, depending how things go for both the teams yeah. um, for the rest of the season. That that would be huge, and you know, a real feather in Kalani's cap. And, and I think I think he has the potential to really cement his his place as a long-term coach up there with the Bronco Mendenhalls and with the with the even the Lavelle Edwards. Dare I say the great man's name?
3: Yeah, and one funny thing that could happen if BRU gets a holiday bowl is Pac-12 gets smart with put Utah in there. Ah. Uh, yeah, that would sell out in a hurry.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Well, Adam, I appreciate you letting me call out, and I would love to chat more about, you know, your perspective of the refereeing in future games, um, because I honestly think with the way the season's going, um, there's going to be a lot to talk about.
3: Yeah, I'd love to do
0: that. Well, you take care, and go Cougs. <laughs> yep, bye. Can you? all right listeners unfortunately that's all the time we got for today i see a lot of you guys left in the queue and i would just ask that you tune in to future episodes and give us a call um the kook dudes always open for your opinions as any family does the kook family sometimes we have disagreements and i just want to give my respect to um, kenzie for calling in and expressing her concerns and i'm glad that she and i were able to really agree at the end that the kooks they play a family sport and they do it for all the kids Um, And they're going to be doing it for all the kids and all of us um, today, this afternoon, playing against McNeese State. You know, friends have described, like I said before, this team as a big nothing burger, but I think this represents a good challenge for the Cougs and for them to really continue to strut their stuff on the way to that big game against Washington there in the Husky Stadium. McNeese State, fun little factoid for you, Keith Ortego former wide receiver for them and guess where he ended up in the NFL well the 1985 Chicago Bears taking passes from none other than our own Jim McMahon I'll leave y'all with that and thanks again for listening